Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Agents podcast, the real estate podcast that brings you short business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with some of our industry's leading minds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Joshua Smith, what is going on, my brother? How are you doing? Uh, doing awesome, man. Stoked to be here, bro. How are you doing? Thanks a lot, dude. I appreciate it. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm so happy you can come on the podcast and share some uh, some nuggets of, of wisdom here with us in this in our Facebook community, uh, Next Level Agents as well. Uh, and so I thought it would be cool because you and I got the chance to rap for a couple hours a couple weeks ago at your office. And I thought, man, you know, it'd be really cool is if we just have this conversation again in per- uh uh, kind of online and let some other folks listen in. So uh, I know I always learn a lot whenever you and I spend time together. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to uh, to to redo that, if you will. Yeah, no, man, it's, uh, yeah, I, it's, uh, I mean, we're blessed to be in the same market. You know, e- e- even though we're in the same market, like, yeah, I think you made the comment when we were out in LA, like, yeah, I guess, I guess we got to both fly to LA to be able to hang out. Yeah, right. Um, but we are blessed to be in the same market, man, and then spend a lot of time together and Man, spend time with you and Fred. Dude. I always, I always learn so much, and and um, yeah, it's an honor to roll with you, man. I always love jamming. Love it, man. Well, a lot of our, I think a lot of our listeners and a lot of our our viewers uh, know you just from your podcast, the GSD Mode Podcast. Uh, you came and spoke at the Next Level Agents Live event in 2018 in Las Vegas, uh, and obviously you've put out your fair share of content over the years. Uh, but for like maybe the three people that didn't have a license earlier this year that might be listening to this give us a background like dude who is joshua smith what where how did you get started and what the heck is gsd mode like walk us through how you go from this guy gets a license uh start selling real estate to this like i know you're not going to brag so i'm going to brag for you you built a phenomenal business and a lot of things outside of quote unquote just being a realtor and so i'd love to just kind of like give me the give me the reader's digest version of how did you do that yeah, dude. So, um, like about everything else that that's happened, uh, uh, in my life, you know, it's so funny. Cause I, I spend so much time just preaching to people, like get clarity, what you want have a plan. Yeah. Right. And, and I do fully believe in that. You know, I, I try to be extremely intentional now today, but you know, so much of, of, of where I'm at and the things that just happened, like none, none of this was like planned, right? Like I never planned on being here. Yeah. Right. Like in, in this real estate space and, 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 you know, especially when I got into the business, I never plan on being here 13, 14 years later. Um, uh, so before I got into real estate, dude, I was um, um, in the health club business. Uh, uh, I grew up in that business. My father owned and operated gyms for 30 years, which was a dope foundation for real estate. You know, um, um, I mean, it's 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 the identical process, but in selling instead of selling the goal of, of you know, homeownership and, and uh, you know, you're, 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 you're allowing people to achieve their, their, their uh, you know, health goals. But everything else, dude, it's, it's the same process. Right. So, um, but when I was 23, I was managing a gym out here in Arizona and I just got to the point where I was like, man, you know, it was just one of these things that in that business, every facility that I was with every time, like they set up a compensation structure and you go out there and you crush it. And I think you're finally getting ahead and and they would change the compensation structure on you again. So there's always like this cap and and just so much bullshit that you just couldn't control. And, um, but I was so passionate about health and fitness. I still am today. Uh, I always say that health and fitness is my, my passion. Real estate's my obsession, right? So um, 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 that's where it all started, man. 23 years old, I just got frustrated for working uh, working for other people, other operators. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to open up my own facility. I got to figure this out. 
Well, I'm 23 years old, like a thousand bucks to my name, college dropout. Yeah, right. And it was going to cost 800 grand to, to open the facility I wanted to go out there and open and create. And, um, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't uh, uh, get a loan, didn't know how to go out there and, and raise capital at the time. And, and uh, so I had to figure that out, man. I was like, All right, I got to go out there and raise my own capital. And now this was 2005, dude. Oh, no, 2000, yeah, 2004, 2005. Yeah, uh, that all this was happening. I got my license in, I think, April or May of 2005. So, um, but at that time, like you were here, dude. I mean, I know, I know a lot of the places in the country experiencing a boom. Uh, um, and other markets experienced a crazy boom like we did here. But here in Arizona, dude, it was, it was the, like nothing we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, so everybody I knew was crushing in real estate. I mean, even the people that I knew, I'm like, this dude is like this is a chump. How the hell is this cat making it? You know, right? Um, everybody just uh, at least appeared to be making money hand over fist. So I'm like, dude, like, I, I love people. I love sales. I love working my ass off. Like that is the vehicle I will jump into. Um, and uh, I just figured I'd, I'd jump in, um, uh, grind it out. This is before I was married, before I had kids. And I was like, dude, like I'll devote, you know, four years of my life and, and you know, work a hundred hours a week, whatever it takes. And just go out there and raise the capital to at least enough capital, maybe get, get then have a bank to take me serious to go out there and open up that facility. And, and through that journey, dude, um, like I said, man, I just, I just truly fell in love with real estate. Um, and it wasn't, working with buyers, working with sellers, right? Uh, um, not that I, I, I never minded that, you know, right? Um, but I had, I had a bigger vision. The vision was I needed to, to, to have success here as a stepping stone to create what I wanted to create, you know, but I never loved that process, you know, right? Like I don't really, I don't really, you know, like I said, I don't mind it, but I don't, I don't get excited about, you know, uh, chauffeur and buyers around. I don't get excited about sitting across the table from a seller arguing with me that their house is worth more than every comp on God's green earth, you know, supports, uh, um, where I became passionate about it is, 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 or obsessed with it is when I started my team. And, uh, you know, when I jumped in the business again, 2005, you know, I, I don't know if I duplicate it today. Um, who knows? Uh, but, uh, the market was on fire and again, everywhere the pulse was selling real estate. Um, but, uh, uh, I did end up doing 48 deals my first year. And, and, you know, this is 2005, man. So we're using razor flip phones, you know, right. Facebook didn't exist. YouTube didn't exist. You know, right? like, dude, like at that time, man, there, I mean, there was no DocuSign. Like you, you didn't, like, we wouldn't even use the scanners. Right. So our capacities were lower. Um, but at that time, dude, I'm like, man, I'm, I was maxed out at a capacity. So I couldn't fathom how to, how to, how to double my business or, or really even add an extra deal or two a month to my plate. You know, four, deal, four or five deals was, was that capacity. So at the end of my first year, I was like, all right, man, I need to leverage and scale. Now, the blessing I had, dude, um, is uh, uh, being in the health club business as long as I was. My father had started multiple facilities. And and even after my dad retired from the gym business, and I started working for, for other gym owners. Um, I did a lot of gym launches, right? So uh, um, which what that means is um, like the gym that I ran here in Arizona. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I got that gym up and running from the ground up, meaning as they're doing the TI construction, I'm in a trailer doing pre-sales. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and then from there, when you're going through that pre-sale process and building up a gym, it was like, okay, Hey, you know, you, you, at the beginning, like you're doing it all right. Then you get to a membership count where, and, and the revenue supports itself or then, you know, you hire an assistant that assistant would be like a front desk staff answering calls, answering you know, just the BS questions that, that aren't growth, growth, uh, uh, oriented. Um, um, but, and then that allows you to take the next level. 
you know, right. Then you get to one where then you can bring another sales guy, then another sales guy, then eventually I have a whole sales team. And I had done that multiple times. Right. So, um, um, so even though that in 2005, dude, is it went at the end of 2005, when I was starting my team, um, or knew I had to start my team, I had no idea how to create a team in real estate. And really at that time, dude, teams weren't really a thing. I mean, they somewhat existed, but nothing like it is today. And even the team leaders that existed out there, like, they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Like, you know, right. Like wow. it just out there, like it is now. Um, um, but uh, I, I, I had so much experience that before I was like, I know what to do. Yeah. Right. Um, so I hired my first admin. Um, uh, uh, and then about six weeks later, dude, um, and I hired my first buyer's agent. You know, I remember it like it was yesterday, dude, I'm, I'm, uh, uh working, you know, working the phones. I'm, I'm got my, I've got my Franklin calendar at that point, uh, which at time. And I had a buyer that called me up a buyer lead and, uh, I was, they wanted to go see some property, scheduled time to go see property. I was three weeks booked out of my calendar. Right. And I buy my way three days, but they're not waiting three weeks. So like, I just knew, and again, from my past experiences uh, on that, like there, there's that threshold where, where now you're losing money. You know, right. Um, and that's what led to, uh, uh, um, you know, hiring a first, I'm like, I got to have somebody to help with the, this overflow of buyers. Um, you know, cause my first 18 months, dude, I, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. I, I haven't really, I don't know why it just never comes up. It's not something like I'm, I'm ashamed of, but, um, dude, I didn't, I didn't get my first listing or take a, a listing for my first 18 months. I did, I did over hundred home sales before I, so I was just buyer focused, man. Oh wow! I only started going after listings, dude, because I was doing so many open houses and I was getting so sick and tired of having to beg agents to hold their homes open. And, and it became like, I was having to spend so much prospecting time begging these other agents. I'm like, dude, I bet I could probably like just prospect the expires and the same amount of time, get my own listings. And like, I only wanted them to, to have for open house storefronts. Uh, um, so at that time, it was all buy business, right? Um, but at the end of the second year, you know, next thing you know, I got six buyers agents and, and uh, you know, just every year kept growing from there. And, and that's when I fell in love with the business of, you know, I realized at that point, you know, right? Um, I had uh, one of my teammates came in the office and they're, they're like bawling in tears. And I'm thinking like something happened negative to you. Like, I, you know, and I'm not good with that. Like, like, like I'm the dude, like when a girl starts crying or like, like whatever, I'm like, like I'm the most uncomfortable dude. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't, you know, like it's just an awkward deal. So I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Um, um, and I'm like, what's up? You know, right. And she just starts, just starts thanking me. And she's like, man, I got to tell you since, since I've been here, she's like, uh, um, I just got to share this with you. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you know, with being with you and all the coaching and support mentorship that you provided me, uh, um, um, you know, I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. She's like, I, I, I'm, I'm healthier. I've lost more weight. I'm healthier than I've ever been in my life. My marriage is better than it's ever been in my life. She, she's like, this has been the best experience of my life. And, and it's just one of those things where like those moments where you just get goosebumps and you're just like, boom, like, like I, at that moment, I knew um, that I could have the same impact or, or what much more of an impact that I could in the health club business. You know, cause the reason I was so passionate about the health clubs, um, which is what I, I, I didn't share. My, my father was in that space, like I said, for 30 plus years, but uh, um, you know, I worked for my dad cause I had to work for my dad. I didn't have to, but it was a job. Right. Right. Um, but I, at one point in my life, man, I lost my health. I got massively depressed and, and I just let my health go and I became morbidly obese. And, uh, um, that's when I was like 280 pounds and, uh, <clears throat> ended up having to go through a journey to get my health back and, and, you know, lost 118 pounds and, and from <clears throat> going from the extreme, of losing my health to, to, to now regaining it. But now on a level that I never had before, I mean, that, that is what spurred my passion. I wanted to give that gift to other people at the health clubs. Yeah. And I realized with real estate, 
I can give everybody that gift as well as the financial gift, as well as like, I knew the impact would be more here. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, from that day, dude, it's, it's just been, like I said, passion is an understatement, man. It's been an obsession and it's been a wild ride, man. Like, as you know, dude, like, you know, we rode that crazy ride, 2005, 2006, 2007, things started shifting pretty heavily here. Um, you know, kind of like your story with the short sales, dude. I mean, it, oh, yeah. I had a seller, right. That, uh, like, you know, we're selling their house in escrow and, and, uh, getting ready with docs, docs are at title and the escrow officer calls me and she's like, well, when are the, when's the seller bringing in their funds? I'm like, what are you talking about? They should be netting X. Like, what do you mean when they're bringing in the funds? She's like, no, she's like, they have a, a second loan on the property. Uh, um, they don't have enough to, to sell their house. And I'm like, well, hold on. Yeah. Right. So I call up the seller. I'm like, like, what is going on? You guys, wow. right. You told me you had one loan. Like we, we had this conversation. What is this second loan? Well, they had taken out a line of credit and didn't realize it was a lien on their house. So they had no idea. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, um, so it, it, then I'm like, what do I do? Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, um, ended up turning into a short sale and that became the first short sale. And, uh, um, you know, so then a lot of short sales and then, uh, um, you know, uh, heavy REO, you know, we were able to uh, evolve and adapt very quickly with the changes. And, 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 you know, I always tell people like, it wasn't a gift. It's not cause I'm smart. I mean, I'm a, I'm a college dropout. I've, I've got a low IQ. Like I'm not like some super intelligent dude that, that knew all this stuff. Right. Um, you know, I, I think a big part of it, dude, was when I jumped in, she was so crazy and I was new and it was like every day walk in the office, pull out a blank piece of paper, and have to reinvent yourself every single day. So I didn't have bad habits. Like every day was like, fuck, what are we going to do today? Like we, we, you know, so we were able to, I think, be able to shift and adapt so much. Cause that was all we knew. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Josh, like I, I hear, like I hear, I hear what you're saying and dude, you're, you're super modest too, especially considering the level of success that you had. But like you, you've already said a couple different things that are quite frankly, like foundational learning points that if more people in our industry, not even just our industry, but in our world, if they, if they approach business and life with that same vigor, like it can completely change their businesses and their life. So yeah, maybe you didn't go to an Ivy league college and grad and graduate but what I what I heard is you, you actually did learn a model inside of the gym business. You also learned that if you were going to follow your passion in the gym business, you had to go make the money somewhere else. Most people don't actually think like that. And so then you went out and you started crushing it. And then you said, hold on, I need I need listings. Not you weren't even thinking I want listings because I want listings. You were going, I know that that's my key to getting more business on the buy side. And so I'll just go get it. Most folks in our industry don't realize that they could just make the decision to focus on something and go put all of their energy and time and effort into that one thing until it becomes real. But the thing I know about you is you go do something and then you stick to it till it becomes real and it becomes the thing that you're after. It allows you to then buy the vehicle or buy or, or become the vehicle for what it is that you're really trying to go after. Like you're not afraid to play the long game by winning the short game and changing your short-term strategy. I think so many people are focused on what it looks like in the short run rather than being focused on what their ultimate goal is, which the thing that stuck out to me already is very clear is that you are clear on what that, what that is. And yeah, that's important. I think, um, yeah. I, I think, uh, uh, you, know, you know, it's crazy sometimes how life experiences that like really have nothing to do with each other, you know, kind of, kind of mold us, uh, um, you know, for, for either success or failure. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and like do like, like, for example, overcoming obesity. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that was not an easy task and it was, it was, you know, uh, it took a lot of commitment, but you, 
you know, like the only way for me to make that possible. I mean, it, I always compare it to like losing weight or working out to, to real estate, right? It's like one of these things where, you know, you're, you're working out like crazy, you're dieting like crazy, you're putting yourself through all this pain every single day, right? And you're looking in the mirror every day and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know, like, you know, you still look like shit naked. You're like, like, what the hell? You know, right? But you consistently do that. And after, let's just say 90 days, 120 days, you start seeing, noticing a couple of results. And then after six months and then, you know, but then like, but, but in order to make that a reality, man, when I was overcoming obesity, I had to learn to attach to the daily wins, you know, right. And, and celebrate those daily wins. And, 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 you know, um, cause dude, if you're just paying attention to the scale, you know, right. Like you can't attach to the scale. Yeah. Right. Oh. I had to attach to, all right. So, so the win today is, is just to make sure I hit my daily caloric account. Right. Uh, um, and then get my activity in. That's it. Like if I do that, that's the win. The, the win wasn't what is my waist size? What does the scale show? Cause I would have been too discouraged. Yeah. Right. So like even my real estate business, like it, it's never like even today, dude, like, yeah, of course I'm paying attention to closes. Yeah. Right. But that's, that's the end. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that, that's the, the, the end result, right? Like my, my wins are, you know, always setting up to the right key indicators, um, you know, celebrating those daily wins and attach those daily wins. Cause otherwise, yeah, dude, like if we, if we focus on the wrong things, you get defeated, you know, you give up, you, you, you get down on yourself, which you can't do it, you know, right? Um, um, and, and yeah, I really set it the foundation for a lot of this stuff. And, you know, I, I think there's something too, I just want to add in, like, I think it's one of the things that whether I knew it consciously or not, but I think one of the things that maybe uh, had where, where I felt a, a little bit of a bond with you is like, uh, there was one point in my life where I was over 400 pounds. Um, and so I, I had to fight that battle too. And the crazy part was I fought that battle overcame it, lost probably 175 pounds or so in, in under two years, but then um, slowly gained back about 75 of that 175 and then went to try to take it off again and just hit every wall in the world. And, and you and I talked about this a little bit, I think earlier in the year where it, then I realized like there's actually certain things that weren't working uh, and it took actually literally took medical help to go, well, hold on, you're there's some other things here going on in the background you're not aware of. And so having to overcome those and, and stick to those little daily wins that you can't necessarily always see in the mirror or on the scale on a daily thing, like attaching to those daily things. Like for me, it's, it's actually my blood draws every quarter and then finding little daily wins in between those that I have to attach my results to. Because the reality is, is um, if you're, if you get stuck on what does it look like right now, what's my, what's my result, whether it's in weight loss or in real estate sales or in gym sales, right? Doesn't matter. You're going to continue to hit a wall because fucking life will smack you in the nose, right? And it doesn't care about your plan. And you're going to have to have something that drives you to keep going anyways. And you're going to have, to have something to believe in that keeps you to get going. So I, I don't think I consciously was aware of that before of, of having seen you actually go through go through your journey journey partway, at least you know, online through social, et cetera. Um, that that was something that you and I were probably connected with, or at least I was connected to you on. So that's pretty awesome, man. Cause I felt like if I could do that in my personal life, I could do that in my business. And I sense that you had this, uh, had a similar connection. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent dude. And, um, you know, and, and look guys, like I, I know, um, you know, something that this is to piggyback off something that you said, man, you, you gotta be patient, dude. Like you, you um, um, and it's tough because us as entrepreneurs, as drivers, man, we are, you know, typically impatient human beings, but uh, one one of the you know best qualities and traits that you can learn to adopt as an entrepreneur um, is to be extremely patient. 
You know, like I've never built one thing in life that, that has been easy, right? Like, I, and, and, and maybe I just suck, you know, I don't know, but I'm like, do like everything I've ever done has taken a hundred times more, more time, hundred times more effort has sucked a hundred more times. Right. Uh, um, um, like you gotta be prepared for that, man. And, and be patient with it. You know, I mean, people, people are like, Oh, you know, like, like for example, goals, right? Like I, I will, I set goals. I don't set time frames for my goals. Right. And some people are like, what would you, you know, with that, but it's like, look, if my goal is to get to a thousand homes a year, right, I'm going to work my ass off every single day. And, and, and of course, pay attention to my key indicators and track and, and keep that, that trajectory happening. But, but what does it really matter if that happens in 12 months or 24 months or 36 months? Right. I am committed to the goal. It so doesn't fucking matter how long it takes. Right. Josh, so I agree with you. Is, I agree with you. But what about the agent that's listening right now that their broker or their coach or whoever they're around or maybe just their accountability buddy is in the air going, no, man, you got to have smart goals. And that T stands for time. It's got to have a time frame on it. Like, what would you, what do you say to that agent? Cause I promise you that agent is listening to this podcast right now. And they're going, what do you mean? I can't put a, I shouldn't put a time frame on my goal. What do you say to that girl or to that guy? Who's got somebody in their ear telling them you've got the smart goals and the T is for time. Yeah. So, um, um, number one, what I would say, um, is be very, very careful of whom you listen to and take advice from. If somebody has not personally built or created what you want to create, don't fucking listen to them, right? I mean, everybody out there uh, uh, has their opinion. My, my dad always says, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but nobody wants to hear yours, right? Like, you know, right? So, so uh, um, um, you know, uh, 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 dude, like everybody, it, the wrong people are always the ones giving the advice, you know, right? So, so now I might not be the right dude to give you advice. You may not want to build and create what I built and create, right? So, so that's the one. Make sure that you're listening to the right, the right people, dude, right? Um. Like I, it drives me crazy when I hear people like, oh, well, you know, my, 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 my husband's telling me to do this. My wife's telling me like when it comes to business, right. Uh, um, whatever. And then dude, they've never been in real estate. What, you know, like, and and they're chirping in their ear and they allow the wrong person to influence them in the wrong area of their life. So that's number one, you know, right now when it comes to timeframes, right. So, so let me also be very clear on this, man. Um, um, I do set, uh, uh, very strict commitments, so commitments are how much by when. Now my goal, like maybe my goal is to get to a thousand transactions, right? Um, and then my I'm going to set my daily commitments of 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 what needs to happen and what I can do, you know, to go out there and get the, to to make that a reality. But here's the thing of of when it comes to time, right? Like maybe you can't pull pull the commitments off that you need to get get done to. You know, like I, I talked to an individual agent that's a, a, a buddy of mine um, the other day, and and he's like, hey man, my goal is to do. Um, $500,000, uh, uh, in 2019 in, in GCI is an individual agent, you know, right. And, and which I think is dope. Right. Um, and I think he's around like 150, 200 this year. Right. So, uh, um, um, and like I told him, I'm like, dude, I think that's dope. And, and there's individual agents doing every single day. You know, right? I, um, you know, I, but my, my advice to him, cause he was, you know, it wasn't, un, it wasn't unsolicited advice. He was asking me, but I'm like, look, bro, like it took me, um, uh, three years to net that kind of money. Um, um, and by the time I netted it, you know, right. I mean, I had a full-time assistant and I had six buyers agents, right. Um, um, with that. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, dude, like you may crush that goal and hit that goal. Yeah. You know, right. In the next 12 months. Um, um, but don't get discouraged and abandon the goal. Cause you might find on that journey to that goal, where, where it's like, okay, hey, man, I hit a capacity. Now I need to hire an assistant. 
while learning how to hire an assistant, training that assistant, bring that assistant on, um, um, like you are going to retract, right? 100%. Like when you hire an assistant, plan on, on, on losing money for the next nine months of your life. It's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Uh, at least until you get damn good at the process. Right. So, uh, um, um, so you're going to retract, you know, right. Um, but that retraction then allows you to springboard that much further. And then the same thing's going to happen a little bit when you bring on your agent, because they're going to consume time. You got to develop processes and systems and, you know, uh, you know, whatever. So, so, and, and my point of that with him is like, look, you know, 500,000 is the goal. Stick to the goal. Now, I mean, I love hearing him say he wants to hit it next year. Yeah. Right. But don't, don't get discouraged and abandon the goal and then lower your standard for that goal. Right. Uh, um, if you don't hit it, you know, right. Cause sometimes like, again, man, you got to adjust and you know, like, like goal, you know, it's not like this, dude. It's like, sometimes you're this and then you're this, and then you got to dip a little bit and then it's, you know, um, it's just how life goes. So, um, um, I mean, I'm, I, every single day. So I, I'm, I'm massively uh, patient when it comes to the long game with, with my, the goals that I want to create now, then on a daily basis, Right. I mean, I can be extremely impatient and I'm trying to pack as much as I possibly can in and every 15 minute increment all throughout the day. Yeah, um, you are commitments, micro commitments. Right. Which is how much by when each and every day. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's the other thing, too. Right. Is when people are setting goals, they don't take the time. Right. To 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 let's just say either track their numbers or if they're not tracking their numbers and knowing their own real data. They don't take the time to go out there and do their research and, and come up with the best guesstimate of what the true numbers are to, to, to hit that goal. Right. Um, like, dude, if you have a goal, like you need to know that like with, with what our team goal is like our five-year vision, we know what we need to do every single day right now to make that a reality. So we're working on those commitments, you know, based on a five-year vision. Yeah. Right now. And when I say like, I don't set timeframes for goals. Like I have a five-year vision. I, I, I know where I want to be in five years with my real estate business. So when I say I, I don't set timeframes to them, I, I, I guess a better way to maybe frame that is I don't attach to it. I don't allow myself to get defeated if, if I don't hit that. Like, here's a good example, dude. I had a friend a while back that started running 5Ks and uh, she just run her first 5K and, and uh, you know, it was a big accomplishment. She'd never been a runner. Um, um, and then she had this goal for her second 5K. And I talked to her a little, little while after and man, I, I was like, Hey dude, how, how'd the race go? How'd the 5k go? And she was so hard on herself. She's like, Oh, it went terrible. And, and da, 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 you know, and, 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 you know, I didn't hit my goal. And, and I'm like, well, what was your time? And she tells me her time. And I'm like, well, what was the time for your first one? And I don't remember what they were, but I, I could pull up my calculator. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, dude, like you had a, like a 57% increase from race one to race two, right? Like, like you were beating yourself up over something that you just fucking kicked ass at. Right. So like, like don't defeat your, like if the goal is to do a 5k in X amount of time, like it might take you three, four, five, ten. 10, who gives a fuck how many races it takes you. Right. Learn to celebrate the wins and allow yourself to go through the necessary process. Yeah. Right. To, to, to make that goal a reality. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, people give up way too, too quick, dude. And, and uh, you know, one thing I highly recommend everybody do, cause I, I've been through some dark times too. Like I said, like this, None of this shit has come easy to me, man. I mean, I've, I've, I've made it. I've lost it. I've been broke. I, I've, I've been a hundred thousand dollars of business credit card debt. I've owed the IRS a shit ton of money because of poor planning. Like, like you know, I've wanted to, I, I, I've been this close from quitting this business at least half a dozen times. Like, you know, I just fucking fed up done. Right. Uh, um, I've been defeated. I've struggled for over half of my career. Right. And some of them are, are, are from, you know, slow pain, some of growth pains, but either way it's happened. Right. So, uh, um, 
you know, uh, um, what always gets me through those moments and what I, what I think people like, if you want to build something epic and go out there and create success, then start studying the greats. You know, like, like, like here's it, like Elon Musk, dude, like a great book to read is, is Elon Musk by Ashley Vance. A lot of people about Elon Musk, but you know, he's, he is the founder of PayPal. So sells PayPal, you know, banks like 225 million, takes all that money and goes out there and starts Tesla and SpaceX. Right. Um, even though everybody was against him, told him he was an idiot. Um, um, but dude, he massively fucking failed. To the point where uh, um, lost everything, forecloses on his house. His wife leaves him, divorces him, and takes his kids from him. He's sleeping on his buddy's couch. And at midnight, the banks are uh, uh, they're, they're chaining the doors and seizing Tesla and SpaceX. Right? So imagine that. Like two years earlier, $225 million, Yeah, right? Like on top of the world to two years later being defeated. Right? And then like on the 11th hour, a VC fund ended up that believed in him ended up uh, 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 infusing some capital that, you know, allowed him to get the restart and, and take it to where it is today. Yeah. Right. But when you, when you study those guys like that, dude, um, you realize the struggle that they went through. That's what people don't see. You know, another book that I just got done reading to that, uh, like dude, I end up crying and I'm not really, you know, not really a, a, a emotional uh, a guy that cries, you know, right. Unless, unless I crush like a fit of vodka or something. Right. So, um, <laughs> you know, right. Uh, um, um, uh, but that book, dude, man, it, it, it brought me to the point of tears several times, man. And it's so so it, it's a book called uh, it's by Phil Knight called Shoe Dog. OK, so it's it's uh, the, the co-founder of Nike. And the, what's dope about the book is it's the first 20 years of, of the start of Nike. So it's all before they went public and all the pains, all the struggles, everything that they went through. You know, right? Study Jeff Bezos. Right. OK. Yeah. The richest dude on the planet now. Um, but he was the brokest dude. And, went, you know, like lost money, went broken and, and, and uh, pushed through pains that no other human being would push through for two decades, 20 years of his life. So he could master how to be the best company that operates on the thinnest margins on the on the planet to now become the richest, richest dude on the planet. So, you know, one thing is you're studying the greats that you find if they were to have a superpower. Right. It's their ability to keep pushing through and endure more pain than anybody else. Like you got to push through the fucking pain. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you start to discover that pain and power come from the same place. And that's what allows for growth and you to learn. And, 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 but that's what people don't see. Yeah. Right. They, they see, you know, maybe the success that you and I have now today or, or, you know, other people have success or, you know, like I had an agent in my office yesterday that was struggling on my team. And, you know, she's telling me, you know, some of these clowns she's watching on, on YouTube. And I'm like, dude, I know those clowns. And, and what you see isn't reality, right? Like, like be fucking careful with that shit, right? Like, like, like you start comparing yourself to other people's, uh, other people's stories, right? But you, you have false information or you don't have the complete story. And, and that becomes a scary element of this, dude. I want to finish one thing because I know you have a question or want to say something, but go to Barnes and Noble, right? If you go to Barnes and Noble anymore, but, but like when you walk in there, look at all those business books in there, right? Less than 95% of them were actually written by an entrepreneur. Right. So, so like the cat that wrote good to great, the only business that that dude has ever been involved in was writing a book called good to great to be able to sell a book. Right. So now is it a good book? Sure. Right. Like I'm not dogging on the book. Right. Um, but what you don't understand is guys like that, that just go out there and study the greats and, and what they've done to create success. What they, what the missing element that you don't see is all the pain and struggle. So you get incomplete information yes. and then you start comparing yourself, you know, right to others. Like no one cut out comparison. Who gives a fuck? Right. Who gives a shit what I'm doing? Who gives a shit? Like, like I, I, I fell in a trap to this. Like, like I, I was like so adamant on, on, on being able to get a private jet. And then I started like doing, like, why do I want a private jet? Like, 
And I started like thinking about all the ways I would use it. Cause I got to a point where uh, I can't afford a strip jet, but I can afford a private plane to, to, for my family and I. So I started looking at that, you know, right. Um, but then I'm like, fuck, where would I go? And then when I really started mapping out the pros and cons, I'm like, dude, this would just be, it's like, it's like owning a boat. It's going to be a fucking headache, you know, right. Um, um, and I just discovered with it, well, dude, like Cardone has a plane and, 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 you know, I like, you know, I, I spent a lot of, a lot of years studying Cardone and, 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 but, but Cardone isn't me, man. I, I it's not gonna do me any good trying to compare my life with where his life is. Right. Like, like dude, we're running our own race, man. Like quit the comparison thing and, and right. Um, um, study the right people. Yeah. So you said a couple of things there that I, that I want to like circle back on, dude. Um, Number one is like you're talking about your teammate uh, who's watching videos on YouTube. And, and that's great because like the, one of the great things I love about YouTube and you and I both utilize it, right, is because we want to give back to the community. And so there's a lot of people that can give back. But if we're not careful to use our filter of, of even knowing where the road that these people have been down, and quite frankly, whether they're full of shit or not, um, it's hard to not just buy into their hype. And so, so that's really tough. But I think that all comes back to the other point you said, which is why compare? Like, just don't compare yourself. And if your goal is your goal, like if that's really the goal and that's the thing that matters to you, and this is where I, I completely agree with you, Josh, like is who fucking cares about the time frame? Just go and get, if it matters, go get it. And if you only get 50% of it this year or 70% of it, great. But keep pushing through. If that's really the goal, go go out and get it. Um, and so, I, man, I, I think that's way more wisdom than probably most of us heard. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to this podcast again after afterwards because I, I want to hear your tell that story again but what another thing I want to share you started talking about books and you said something to me when we were in LA earlier this year you talked about you realized you needed to start studying different people because you were studying uh you, you were studying maybe some entrepreneurs that weren't exactly the maybe the path that was the best fit for you and yeah. so you, you took a hard look at yourself uh, I remember you told me about um kind of an evaluation that you took as well that went along with it. Tell me about that process. How, how did you even check yourself to go and do that? And like, what'd you learn about you do, do in that process? So, um, I, I was blessed to have this amazing, amazing, uh, uh, coach come into my life. Um, her name's Camille Rose, hands down by far the best coach I've, I've ever worked with in my life and had nothing to do with business, nothing with real estate, but she's a peak performance coach. Okay. Um, um you know, you know, uh, uh, Anyway, though, like I, I got to a point where I'm like, all right, man, like there, there is you create more success, right? Um, there's like what what got you to 100 grand is going to get you 500 grand. What got you to 500 grand won't get you a million. And there's there's different levels of support that we need at, at different elements of our life. And and the more successful that you become, um, the more the more intentional um, you need to be with your self care. It just happens, right? And, and self care isn't just you know, your physical body and, 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 you know, it's, it's your mind. And, and I, I hadn't done, I'd done a ton of work on business, but I had done a ton of work, like, like going deep into uh, my mind and my, my thought, like, I'm like, look, man, I mean, how many limiting beliefs, like one of my mentors, uh, uh, um, uh, that is uh, one of my coaches uh, right now, currently um, is Darren Hardy. A lot of you guys know who he probably is author compound effect. And um, that is uh or uh, was for, for over a decade, the publisher of Success Magazine. And, you know, Darren always says that if you were to split the atom, yeah, right, to like the smallest thing that, that exists out there, if you were to split the atom as far as what what stifles uh, 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 people from creating the success that they want, creating the lives that they want more than anything else, 
and you were you split that atom and discover like the real the real issue it's 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 um subconscious limiting beliefs that that you know people don't aren't aware that they have you know right um and, and of course he's been my mentor and i've been a huge fan of his for so many years and i never listened to it <laughs> and, i mean i listened to it but i didn't i didn't listen to it right or I didn't hear it. i didn't I, you know it's it's like you can you can hear the message but you don't you know you know like yep. It, but finally it connected with me. Right. So I'm like, all right, man, like, you know, like, like everybody else, like, you know, I mean, uh, we all, we all have certain paths and, and childhoods and, and, and whatever. And, and, and I mean, none of us were guaranteed or entitled to uh, an amazing epic childhood. So I don't believe in being a little bitch and being a victim about, you know, uh, how great or ungreat our childhood was it is what it is. Right. Um, um, you know, but I'm like, all right, there's, you know, probably some shit. Like, I mean, I don't even know what this looks like, you know? Um, but I knew, that, that I needed to just do a different type of work to get me to the next level. Or at least I was willing to try. Um, and actually when I first hired, I was fucking pissed, dude. Yeah. Right. So I first hire and we're doing a, a you know, a webcam session. Like it's like a first session was like for three hours. And the whole time we're talking about my marriage and I'm like, dude, like I, I had to take a time out. I'm like, dude, like, cause I'm getting pissed. I'm like, I'm not here to fucking hire you to help me with my marriage. I'm here to hire you with my business. Like, like, why are we like, I, I just got pissed. Yeah. Right. And she, she's like, all right. She's like, um, um, she's like, do you trust me? And I'm like, well, I, I thought I did, but I'm not sure now. <laughs> right? And she's like, well, before this, when you hired me, because she, she's not cheap, you know, right? So she's, so I, I did my due diligence. So she's like, like before she got into starting her own business, she worked for CNN. Um, um, and, uh, so she, so she's like known as the CEO whisperer, right? So she was, uh, she worked with Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer of, Oh, okay. Hey, they're getting ready to go on air. 3 million viewers and they're fucked up mentally. And she had like two minutes to get, fix their mind, get, remove the block and get them in the state they need. Um, um, uh, you know, before they go on stage. So if anybody's ever watched that show billions, yeah. Right. Uh, uh you know, she, she's, uh, you know, the, 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 I can't remember her name, uh, uh, uh the chicken billions, like the, the, you know, perform peak performance, AKA psychologist that's on staff there that, that, uh, gets all of these performance. So anyway, though, um, um, I mean, the track record's there. Like she knows what she's doing, works with a lot of brilliant entrepreneurs and I vetted pretty hard. So, so she's like, before, before this moment, when you hired me, did you have confidence, uh, um, um, in me and my abilities? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, I'm going to ask you to have that same level of confidence. And she's like, just trust me. She's like, you got to do the work. She's like, I, I know that you know this, but you got to do the process to do the work. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, okay, cool. Open up my mind. Um, and allowed her to do her thing. And, and going through that discovery process, man, I didn't realize, you know, right. Um, all the little things that just, just do that, that have come up in our daily lives that like, all right, in order for you to operate at the best version of yourself, right. If you want to go out there and be massively inspirational and like, you've got to be, um, 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 at your highest level of energetic self. Right. So, uh, um, I like, do like, we started doing crazy work, like remodeling my house and in certain rooms and, and, uh, like setting things up. Where, where every element, so like we, we, we assessed every association I had with friends, employees, and staff, you know, right? To, to again, like how my office was set up to my, my home, um, um, where every room that I walk into and every association that I have, it feeds me energy and doesn't drain my energy, right? So, um, 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 but so it's doing that deep work, man, right? Because uh, um, um, it, it, it's insane, the, the difference and the power that you can have at business, like do when you, when you go from having maybe a good marriage, which I had a good marriage before that, you know, right. But after working with Camille, I have a great marriage. 
Yeah, right. Doesn't mean that we still don't you know, have our issues, but now we have the tools to work through our issues and and, and and we're able to connect on a deep level than ever before. Yeah, right. Same thing with with my kids and 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 uh, um you know and again this comes back to the comparison thing. Yeah, right. But this is this is this is how you get to the next level, right? So like since we're going Camille, man, like not all like because I have multiple other businesses as well, but dude, like I have never made financial leaps that I have, I've been making uh, um, from, from uh, uh, monthly, you know, income that's coming in as well as overall net worth as I have had in the last two years of working with her. Um, even though we don't work on business like ever. Yeah. Right. Um, um, it's, it's working on me at the deepest possible level, but you know, like I used to, I didn't really realize it, but man, I suffered from a ton of guilt. Yeah. Right. And, and like, and, and I'll share one example of why. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, and this comes back to the comparison thing. So like my wife, right? Like her dad is like that, like epic of me. Like he, he, he's like the dad, like best dad, that, you know, right. The, the best grandpa, like he's just an amazing dude. You know, right. Um, um, so I sort of put myself on a comparison of him and I'm not him, you know, right. And, 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 and a lot of that, I mean, I, I allowed myself to compare myself with him, but that's also my wife's gauge to compare me as a father. Yeah. Right. Um, and it would create a lot of guilt, right? Because dude, like I, I'm, I'm not pulling off what he pulled off, right? I, like, dude, I don't, I don't take my kids fishing. Like I fucking hate fishing. You know, like I don't, you know, like we're like whatever, right? And I'm, I'm beating myself up over and over and over about it compared to staying in my own lane and running my own race, you know, right? And comparing it to like, then you look at my upbringing, right? So you know, parents got divorced very young, you know, uh, uh, for the most, I mean, all my childhood, I was you know, raised by my mom that was, um, I mean, she's on her, 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 uh, sixth marriage now today. And, and luckily she finally had to kiss a lot of frogs to meet her friends. She's with the stud now. Amazing guy that treats her like gold. Awesome. Uh, um, everybody in between do were, were massively abusive, uh, 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 men. So my childhood was spent, um, you know, being surrounded by constant alcohol and drugs. And I did like, I had my stepdad, like get me drunk when I was like in, in, in third grade. And like, you know, uh, um, you know, I, was, I, I got ex- exposed, you know, exposed to drugs at a very young age. And, 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 and like my childhood was coming home and watch my mom get the living shit kicked out of every night. Right. So when, so you go from that environment that I grew up in, right. Um, compared to what I've created for my family. Right. Like then to me, like now, like when I, when I look at that, right. Like I am so fucking proud of what I've created and what I've done and the man that I've become. Right. But when I could start comparing myself to, you know, my wife's story and her upbringing, um, then I feel like shit. You know, right. Um, and that guilt doesn't serve me. Like Camille, you know, Camille told me, she's like, Hey, I'm not giving you permission to not level up as a husband or father. She's like, if you don't continue to level up as a husband or father, I'm gonna kick your ass. Right. But she's like, she's like, what I'm doing is, is giving you permission to uh, be proud of, 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 you know, like what you've accomplished from what you've come from. Like you got it like that shit, dude, it becomes so powerful. Um, and then the, the difference from operating a place of guilt. Like, dude, I'd go home every night and I, I never felt good at being home. I didn't really want to be at home. Yeah, I want to see my wife and see my kids. But I, like, I felt always good at business, but I felt like shit at home. You know, right now I feel amazing at home, right? Uh, um, and nothing has changed, right? Other than the right perception that alleviates that guilt. But then the power and energy and inspiration, motivation, uh, and drive that comes from not allowing that guilt to show up in my life allows me to fucking kick ass at business at a, such a higher level. So part of the work that uh, she had me doing uh, um, with her, or still has me doing, but um, um, uh, well, she, she introduced me to the, uh, a personality profile test called Wealth Dynamics, which is uh, my favorite, uh, dude, it is 
such a game changer. Now I don't use it in uh, uh, hiring like us, uh, you know, in the staff hiring process. Like I'm hard, I've always, you know, I'm a big fan of the disc test. Right. Um, now for my leadership positions, you know, I, I, I also incorporate the wealth dynamics. Um, but for you to self-discover yourself, right. Um, to learn your true strengths, to learn your, like what gives you energy. Cause you might be really good at something, but, but it might be forced action compared to inspired action. You know, right. Uh, um, dude, it gives you such a deep, uh, uh, introspective of, of who you are as a human being. It's a hundred bucks. Wealth dynamics, go take it. it it's, it's a game changer. Right. So, um, um, but anyway, with that, what was so cool about it, uh, um, um, because when you discover that, right, it talks about uh, like building your business to the point where you can stay in your lane. Yeah. Right. Like, so, so for me, I'm what's called a mechanic in, in, in the report. Right. So, um, I love building systems and processes and developing automation. Yeah. Right. At, at a high level, man. Right. So, um, that's, that's my strength. Right. Um, where before I started working with Camille and doing this discovery, you like, I'd only, I'd only invest by 10% of my time doing that. Right. Um, so now it's allowed me to create my team, um, around my strength where dude, 99% of my day is on my superpower now. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, um, with that. And then the other element to, uh, to that I love about it is it gives you like, I don't know the exact amount, but let's just say a dozen of, of other either current extremely successful entrepreneurs or past uh, successful entrepreneurs that shared your same profile. Yeah. Right. So like I mentioned like Cardone earlier, right? Like, like the dude's a badass, right? I've had him on my podcast and, and uh, been able to, to, you know, uh, meet with him and spend some time with him uh, multiple different times. And, you know, I've, I've read all his content. It's, it's badass stuff. Like, I love the guy, right? But I have a very hard time relating with him uh, um, um, as far as building a business the way he's built his business. Because, dude, we are we are two opposite uh, uh, profile types on the wealth dynamics, right? So when I started studying guys like Ray Kroc, you know, like, like dude, I, I am not a visionary, bro. Like, I'm not the inventor. I'm not the visionary. Yeah, right. And just like Ray Kroc, like he didn't create McDonald's. He saw somebody. That, he he saw uh, uh, something that existed and just learned a way to learned a way to go out there and improve it, right? And systematize it and 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 you know scale it. <clears throat> and that's what I do. It's like my my like dude, like I'm I'm in this. You know, I've got a software uh, a company that I'm a co-owner in, right? Like we didn't create like well, we created our software, but like dude, it's a website and a CRM. Yeah. Right. But what I was so like, I'm not the guy that goes out and creates the, the revolutionary thing that, that nobody's ever seen. You know, right. But what I'm good at is, is taking down a, like something that's like already exists and, and just massively improving it. Right. So now, like now I'm studying the people that have built epic, amazing businesses and epic, amazing, you know, uh, uh, lives that I respect um, that uh, share that same profile like that I do. So I'm able to relate with him so much more and, and it gives me so much clarity on what I need to be doing. You know, so that, that's, that's what I was sharing with you. And I know I kind of went, you know, it's a long ass answer to a short question, but oh, there's I love it. behind how all that came about. Um, that's what I keep saying, man, you got to study the right people. Yeah. You know, right. Uh, um, um, and it becomes massive, you know, dude, that would no, that. I think there's a lot of wisdom and you just shared a lot in that. And I appreciate you going there. I know we didn't, I didn't tell you we were going to go there and I, I didn't even think about it, honestly, till I just asked the question. Um, but here's the deal. We got nine minutes left. Um, I want to do, I have one left. I'll call it agenda item that I want to ask you. And then I want to also talk about anything else that you're, that you want to talk about. And so I'm going to ask you my question and then I'm going to let you either answer that or anything else that you want to talk about first and then answer that. And my question is this. Um, so there's a, there's a gentleman who's made a big impact in my life and he ends his podcast. You, you, you may have listened to it before. His name is Dave Asprey. 
And in his podcast, he always ends it by asking his guests, like, what are the three pieces of advice? If I said, Josh, give me three things to do to just kick more ass at life. Like if I just did these three things in general, it could be life, could be business, could be personal life, whatever, could be my physical life, my mental life, whatever. But what are the three pieces of advice you would give me to kick more ass at life just overall in general? Yep, love it. So number one, um, spend a lot of time getting clarity on what you truly want. Right. I mean, most of our whole lives are designed of, and if you think about it, it's how we're domesticated, right? So as kids, like our whole lives exist, or at least at a younger age, like we just want to please our parents. Oh, like that's why your kids are always like, oh, daddy, mommy, like, watch me, watch me, watch me. Yeah. You know, like, what? Well, you know, dad, watch me play Minecraft. Like, do I really want to fucking watch you play Minecraft? Like, you know, right. But, but it, it, it's like, they just want to please their parents. Right. Uh, um, and we, we condition them that way. Um, then it's okay. I got to please my teachers. I got to please my coaches. I got to, so, so their whole up, you know, from zero to 18, their whole entire life has been to please everybody else and never live their own life. So then we're told, all right, go out to college. Good, good fucking luck. Go figure out what you want to do. Right. Uh, um, and we've never once thought about what we truly want. Yeah. Right. So people go on and, and, and go to get jobs that, that, that they don't really want but it pleases their parents and they, they, they know and make them proud or happy, you know, right? Like spend some time getting clarity on what you want. Um, um, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. I probably have at some point, Kevin, but um, I had a, a two-year stint where I was a nurse's aide uh, um, at, the, uh, at a hospital um, on the hospice floor, right? So like my whole entire job, 12-hour days, was just to hang out with people on their deathbeds and keep them comfortable. Yeah. Right. So, um, I had that two years, man. Like I, I, you know, I mean, I, I never kept count, but I'm going to guess it's it in the, the high hundreds, if not thousands of patients, um, that's spending just every single day, 12 hours a day, uh, um, um, hanging out with them and con- you know, having co- deep conversations with them on their deathbed. And, and, you know, I was in my early twenties. So part of it might've been age. Um, but also I think part of it was, um, um, that I wasn't, you know, related to them, wasn't a family member, you know, they probably wanted to share some wisdom with me because of my age too, but they could be honest with me. Yeah. Right. Like with their family, they're like, oh yeah, life was, I had such a great life because they don't want anybody to feel bad. Yeah. Right. Um, but to me, they were honest. Right. And, and dude, of the hundreds of thousands of people I had conversations with on their deathbed, right. Not one of them ever was like, dude, Josh, life was amazing. Life was epic. I'm ready for the next journey, whatever that it was. Every single one of them had this massive shoulda, woulda, coulda uh, list. Wish I would have done this. Wish I would have done this. Wish I would have traveled more, vacation more. Wish I would have, uh, 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 you know, went after that dream job. Wish I would have married somebody different. Wish I would have been a better father or husband. And you could see the pain in their eyes, right? Uh, um, so like, dude, if you don't wake up and you don't get clear on what you want, that's exactly what you're going to be. Blink of an eye, you're 84 years old. You're on your deathbed. You're going to have that internal reflection question of, of what did I do with this gift called life? That piss it away or do I have something amazing with it? And, and that conversation is going to be internal. Nobody gives a fuck. You can't, you can't fake that conversation to yourself. Um, Jim Rohn always said, like, you got, you got uh, your two, uh, the choice of two pains in this life. Pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Yeah, right? The, but the good thing is the pain of discipline weighs ounces, the regret weighs tons. Right? But the missing statement of that um, is, like, in order to, to know and, and really be able to go out there and t- do the disciplinary things that take action, right? Because um, all of us, dude, we are all weak motherfucking human beings, right? Like we all have limited willpower. We are all, we all have limited discipline, right? Uh, um, um, but wh- why do some people seem more disciplined, right? It's because they are fucking very clear on exactly what they want, right? So, so people spend more time today designing their grocery list or designing Christmas or designing a vacation 
than they ever do their life plan, right? Really think about what you want. What are your goals? Is that what you really want? Or are you living your life for, for uh, uh, external you know, purposes? So number one, get very clear on that. Um, uh, number two, get the right mentors, right? Um, um, you know, one thing that I was, I was blessed with, uh, um, is, well, and I, I shouldn't say blessed, you know, right? I, I, I use that term, even though I really don't fucking believe in that term. We're all, we're all blessed. We breathe oxygen. We're here. Like we're all fucking blessed. Right. So none, you know, none of us can allow, you know, like, don't be an entire little punk. We're all blessed. Right. So, um, I align myself. Like when I got my real estate license, dude, I wasn't like, Oh, who, who's the cheapest brokerage. Right. I, I was like, I, I align myself with the biggest badass that I could find that create a ton of success. I could give two shits what the fees were, what, what the splits were. The company I joined, dude, um, I couldn't even afford to be there. Yeah, right. Dude, I just started swiping out credit cards. Um, I, I rented an office because I, I knew success through osmosis. I wanted to be around winners. I couldn't afford the office. Now, I, dude, I had like 60 days to get something in escrow. I was done because I was just living off fumes at that point. My desk, uh, um, I had a, a, a friend give me two steel file cabinets and I got a piece of particle board. And that was my desk for like my first six months of my business, dude. Like, like just, but I had the office in the office, right? Um, and I was at the right place. Yeah, right. Um, but that aligned me with the right mentors, right? So what did, what did that do for me, right? So, so when the market turned and I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck a short sale was. I didn't know what an REO was, right? I was with a top motherfucker that dominated for 30 straight years that could be like, all right, Josh, here's exactly what you need to do. Like, dude, I don't need to know what to do. I just need to know who to go to, who are the right people to go to. Um, and, and even though a lot of it might be blind faith, fucking execute on what they tell you to do. So yeah. great mentors. Um, and I would like to say something cheesy, like do the work, whatever, you know, but that's, that's like, that's a given, right? So on um, the last thing, and I know a lot of people uh, hear this, Jim Rohn kind of uh, coined the, 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 the term of, or the saying of, you know, you're an average of five people that you spend most time with. Um, but it's so true, man. Like, like check your associations, do what your ears Listen to when your eyeballs watch matters. You know, I do. I don't have a fucking TV in my house. I mean, I, we we have a, you know, a TV on the wall, but like I don't have a cable. I don't have, you know, right? Like, 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 what are you listening to? What are you watching? Right? Like, like, you know, one of the issues out there is everybody talks about all these big goals, right? Like, oh man, I got these big goals. I want to want to go out there and achieve. Yeah, right. Um. So my mentor Darren Hardy, as I told you earlier, you know, he he's always like, dude, before you tell me your your big goal list, tell me what your big sacrifice list is first. Right. Like it says big ass goals, but nobody's willing to make big ass sacrifices and getting clear on what they're willing to sacrifice. Right. Like you got to get clear on that. Like for me, for what I want to build, dude, like I, I, I'm very clear on what I'll sacrifice and not sacrifice. I won't sacrifice my health. I won't sacrifice my marriage. I won't sacrifice my relationship with my kids. Other than that, it's fucking on. Right? I don't give a shit about like, you know, I, I'm, I'm extremely introverted. So, yeah, I don't really have much of a social life. I, I'm, I'm a loner. Yeah. Right. So like, that's not something important to me. Yeah. Right. So, so, um, um, but so I'm very clear on, on where to pivot there with that, you know, but your associations matter, man. Like, like you gotta be rolling with the right people, dude. Um, um, in all aspects of life that align with your life. Like I was thinking about the other day, dude, you know, there's this statistic out there, you know, right. That X amount of percentage of, of married couples, uh, are divorced and whatever. Dude, I don't have one close, like, like extremely close friend that I spent a lot of time with that's, that's ever been divorced. Right. They're all they're like they're amazing husbands. Like they're committed. Yeah. Right. Um, um, you know, they're all successful, whether not all of them are entrepreneurs, some of them are on corporate, but they are fucking badasses of what they do. You know, right. With that, you know, it's like like you and I had talked about the weight loss conversation. Dude, if I if I got five uh, best friends, they're all obese and, and, and 
dude, like on Saturday, all they want to go do is eat a meal and fucking eat ice cream. Like I need to be with the, like that doesn't align with my goals. I need to be the dudes that want to go hike, right? If, if, if my friends and associations are making me feel guilty because I want to grow my business and, and all they want to do is fucking go to Buffalo Wild Wings and play fantasy football, some stupid shit like that, that's going to hinder me. You know, right? Um, you know, so, so you know, those would be my three pieces. And I, don't know, I don't know how we're doing on time. Do that. First of all, that's solid. I, I, we're actually right right at the hour mark, and uh, I promised I would let you go, and I, I got to get running as well. But um, quick thing, I just popped up on the screen. GSD Mode uh, is the name of your podcast where people can, can catch up with you. Um, one of the things I, I appreciate about you is you're constantly putting out content and information to help other people, not just in our industry, but even outside of our industry to get better and to help them, help them, uh, whatever next level is for them, whatever level up is for them. Uh, you've got something out there to help them with. So that, that's something I really appreciate about you. And, uh, and, and I really honor you for dude is always putting yourself out there and putting your ass on the line, uh, because you're going to go out and get better and you could just be doing it and keeping it all for you. Uh, but one of the things I love about you, man, is that you're doing it and you're sharing it with the rest of us. And that means a lot to me. So, guys, um, if for some reason you're the only person on the planet that hasn't checked out his podcast, please check it out. He would never say it himself. So I'm going to say it for him. Um, and, Josh, dude, I, I just – dude, I appreciate you so much uh, more than you probably know. And uh, I want to say thanks a lot for spending some time with us today. Yeah, it's been an honor, man. And, and, and right back at you, dude. I mean, this is – going back to the associations, right? I mean, you align yourself with like-minded people and – um, do I love and respect and, and, and I mean, you, you guys are out there doing the same shit, man, and impacting lives. And, and uh, that's why it's always such a, a blessing and, and an honor to roll with you, dude. So, um, yeah, I truly appreciate you allowing me to, to be here with you guys. Right on, man. Thanks a lot. And next level agents. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Have a great one. Peace. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor. If you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups, next level agents. See you soon.